Alright, are you good? I'm good? My cereal I'm full good. of hair is gone? I'm good. Well, here we go. You can't stop us now. The, the week before James' birthday. The week before it all goes down. How old are you going to be? 29? 29. I'm so glad you're entering that before me. Because I feel like it's a uh, trap. I and feel like I'm ready. You can tell me whether or not it's a trap. I've, I've, I've done so many of the things that people... Want to have done. Want to have done, yeah. I did a lot of the things. I, I saved a bunch of money. I, I, I arranged a wedding. You know, tentative your wedding. Own, to, your to, own wedding. To be complete, even, yeah. So Even more important than just arranging a wedding. You're involved I, in the wedding as a key member. Some would say... A, a Jacob de Gram. I'm a salary man. I, I can just go out and buy things. Like whatever I want. I could just go out and buy it. What about a horse? Maybe not, maybe not a house. I, I could buy a horse. I can afford a horse. Uh yeah, you probably could too. I and I was gonna say, where would you put it? But you would you would buy you would uh rent a stable for it. Yeah, I, I it's not on my list of things to do. I think I might start with a bike before a horse. Uh, I think the streets you, are a little safer. Can you safer. ride a horse? Well, the police ride horse. So the good thing about riding a horse is that if you get doored, uh, only the horse dies. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like definitely the horse dies. No, the horse would break through it. Are you kidding me? Look at how many... Really? The, yeah, yeah I would definitely... I would honestly definitely think so. Maybe money not. On I don't the know. Horse. Yeah, we put money on the horse. I Money... I, 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 I don't know. Horse versus car... It depends on the angle, I think. I think it's only dependent on the angle. Yeah. But this is where we're at now, right? We could buy horses. Yeah. I mean, when we were kids, we could buy horse armor, and now we could maybe buy a horse. When I was a kid, I could not afford horse armor. Yeah. You have to, like, ask your parents, and then they're the one that tells you it's stupid. Well, that's good. That's that's an integral learning event in in a in a young person's life is when they say when they say i need your credit card to buy horse armor and then your parent says that's that's fucking stupid and then you have to learn and that's the way you have to learn that uh that the issues with dlc your parents are like wow are you pay to win and you're like what they're like what i didn't raise no pay to win babby you can't win you can't win without cosmetic horse armor and, you know, now the thing is, I'm all about that horse armor. Yeah. I mean, I, th- it's funny because everyone made fun of horse armor and it really has come around uh, because it that that's what we live. The world we live in today is just horse armor. I, if you break I down, live in break the era. This is the horse armor era. It is. It is the save horse that, armor save, era. Of save that for a, for a podcast title. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Hold on. Oh. I'm just going to think about it because I have no I have right, nothing so, to write down. But, but yeah, I mean, Horse Armor was a little different because it was like a fully priced game. And, you know, what you would hope for in hey a dog, game... Hey, dog, when's that stop them? What you'd hope for in a game like Oblivion is that the Horse Armor would be something that you go out on a quest for. But no, you well, just they, buy the Horse Armor. They may have been the first yeah. to do it, but I mean, that's not necessarily uh, too much of a surprise to pay full retail price for a game... And then have downloadable options. I mean, look at uh, DOA Six. I think the Division also has something like that, right? Well, they have where you can buy uh, agent dollars. Yeah, they yeah they have agent dollars, and and they have a marketplace, and they also have that thing where you can buy uh, like loot crates. They have actual loot, but I don't know. Like, 
I never felt like that was that that that's a that's a fucked up that's a fucked up sentence. But then I never really felt like I needed that. I was getting the loot crates at a at a really good pace, and the concept of like I'll swipe my credit card and see what comes out for for that particular thing. I'm I'm not I'm not against swiping my credit card to see what comes out, but it's sort of like in Devil May Cry how you could just buy crystals. Like, you could just buy the level ups in Devil May Cry, but why would you do it? Well, a lot of it just makes me think that there is a business person that says, the, the like, like, no joke, this isn't even, like, conspiratorial, uh, but there's probably someone who just says, uh, we need a uh, way to monetize uh, players after they've bought the game. And then the devs are like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll put something in there. And then they they don't necessarily balance it in such a weird way that you have to interact with it at all, but it's there, you know. Yeah, so it's it's there to satisfy somebody other than the player. Yeah, oh yeah, pretty much. Like it's it's not even there for any sort of player. It's just there so that like in a PowerPoint presentation, someone can point to it and say, "And we have a cash shop in Devil May Cry now." Yeah. I wonder what that conversation would have been like if someone went to Dodge Roll Studios, the developers of Enter the Gungeon, and said, you need to monetize this with some post-game content. And then the developers would say, no, thank you. All our post-game content for this three-year-old game, all free. I know. It's pretty wild. Didn't they? uh, This was what I was talking about uh, recently, though, with that this is the... There was a final DLC, and then they they added an, another final DLC. The last one wasn't supposed to be final. They okay. said that there would be one more mini update, but instead of being a mini update, it's a full. Don't you hate when expansion. developers lie? No, that that's so that's the the hot situation. But the last update is called Farewell to Arms. It introduces two new characters, a bunch of new weapons, synergies, and a new gameplay mode uh, called Rainbow Run which at the beginning of every floor, you get a rainbow chest, which drops like six or seven items, and you get to pick up one of them. So essentially, you get to sort of choose your upgrade path instead of getting random items, which is kind of cool, but I... Well, it is random items. It's just less random if you have more. Yeah, but I prefer the chaos of just whatever you get, you get. And then, you know, you go to the shop and buy things... Then you don't get upset. uh, ...based on your synergy. And that game is so generous at this point with the amount of crazy shit you can buy. It, it's really become like the thing that I wanted it to be. And I loved it from the beginning, but it's gotten better every update. And I think that this last final one is a great send off uh, because some of the characters that you can unlock are very, very difficult. So I, I think that it adds. Why? What uh, is that? What? A, a chase mechanism, like something to chase at the end of the game. For players who have seen it all and done it all. What what makes them difficult? Unlocking them or... Yes, unlocking them. Uh, essentially, one of the characters, in order to beat the run, you have to do two runs stacked against each other because there's a character... If I understand it correctly, there's a character whose past sends you to the beginning of the gungeon, and then you have to complete another entire dungeon, gungeon run, uh, get to the end again, and then unlock the character okay so, so you need to tricky. survive double yes but the game now has checkpoints so it's a little bit better to just you could play one floor and then save and then you know come back to it later 
Yeah, and it's been out for three years, so I hope there's some people who are who are really kick ass at it. I I think I'm pretty good at it, but I still can't win with the robot. Pathfinder? Uh, no, but similar. Does he have a grappling hook? He doesn't. Ah, but a big downgrade. Uh, I should check that out again. Um, I forget. I have that. I think I have that for Switch. But I remember you saying that it's not as good. I mean, that's a personal opinion just because of the way that I, I like to play the game. I like to play that game at like 144 frames a second. That's the only way to play. Pumping the octane up. It sounds like a very low octane experience if it's not at that amount of frames. Like the like the speed at which your fingers move when you type. It's got to be that way. This is what it we does. sign up for when I know. we do a it Wednesday does. podcast, you know? I know. I'm not uh, see. I'm not complaining. I'm just. I'm just saying what. I'm just saying what the listeners think. I, no, I'd like to think that the listeners at home love the sound of the Razer Huntsman Elite keyboard. Uh, and the reason why I have it is because I'm an adult and I can afford it. Yeah, That's doesn't, just the doesn't Razer usually name after snakes? I thought a Huntsman was a spider. You know, I don't know. I don't know how their marketing works. Don't they have the Black Widow? Is that not them? Oh, that or is, is a, that's Black, well. That's that would the, also or be. Or is a, that the Mamba? I forget. Well, they have the they, they have, have the a, they have the Mamba for sure. Or or actually, is, are the keyboard spiders and the mice snakes? Oh, that would make sense. Uh, yeah, that just it just makes wait. So sense. so Black Widow is a keyboard. I, I feel like because then because then I, we're because then I I feel like it's all but confirmed that keyboards are spiders. There is a Black Widow and it is a key. Yep, it's true. Wow, we cracked their code. I know, right? Uh, that was right away. I, I'm so glad that I knew that. I knew that right away. Huntsman, spider. Why do you know that? Why do I know that? I don't know. What do, what does that look like? We're, you know, we're also been real click like, and I don't give a shit anymore. Also been playing this Risk of Rain too. Have you have you seen this? Have you heard of this? I I, it, I that is exactly the uh, way that you would bring that up because so it, it's, it's insane. Right, it's uh, overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Ten thousand reviews, ninety-five percent positive. It is exactly Risk of Rain one, but in oh in god, TV. this spider is awful. I don't even want to know. It's from uh, Australia. It's so long. Risk it of eats Rain lizards. Really okay. great, but uh, I I kind of feel the same way about it as I did when Dead Cells hit early release, right? Where it's like, wow, this is great. It's a game that I I know I'm gonna like that I'm already enjoying an early access, but I feel like I should put it down. It makes it, it makes an egg purse the size of a volleyball. I, and I totally understand uh, wanting to put it down because that 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 idea that, uh, like you loved Risk of Rain, so adding another dimension to Risk of Rain certainly sounds like it would be really exciting. But it's it seems so early access right now. It's It's in a totally playable state. Of course, like there's, you're not going to run into like game breaking bugs, but at the same time, those roguelites are games that get better with content and the content doesn't just improve the late game. It improves all of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that's the challenge, right? So I'm, I'm really enjoying risk of rain two for the same reasons I liked risk of rain one, but I feel like I should just put it down. And if I want to play it, maybe I just play the first one a little bit more. I guess so. I mean, right? I mean, you have Gungeon right now, so you have you have like a uh, uh, roguelike fix. Yeah, 
on, on the Switch, I've been playing Baba Is You, and it's getting to like where the stages are taking. It, it, it's weird because it, it's sort of that same way of uh, The Witness, where if you know how to do it, it only takes like a few, like, you know, like 30 seconds. But you just stare at it for like 30 minutes. Like, is this even possible? Did they make a mistake? They never made a mistake. They all work. But man, that game's wild. Uh, at the same time, I, I, I think I want something else on the Switch, and I don't know what it's going to be yet. But a lot of new things are coming out this month. Uh, just yesterday, the uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy came out. Final Fantasy X and X-2 as a package came out. And a little later this month, uh, Final Fantasy XII is coming out. Oh, yeah, and that's I think that's Zodiac Age, right? It is, yeah. That's kind of nice, actually. That's a good way to play that game, I bet. Yeah, it is a, a good way to play that game. Uh, and the 10-10-2 the 10, 10, thing is good. I, I kind of, I, I halfway, I, I know that it, it is um, uh, not necessarily a attractive business practice just to hear about, but I really like the way that Square is just releasing Final Fantasy games on literally every single platform uh, why not i know like in that moolah like it, it, it it's but it's not about making the moolah like they're they are very classic games and in a in in a in, in a way that i'm sure that square is doesn't necessarily mean i think it they just don't have good ideas and they realize that if they just keep releasing on every platform that they'll that they'll make re- uh like a like more return investment on uh games they built 20 years ago uh, but it, it kind of is to be appreciated from a uh, games um, like curation and what 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 do we like uh like these are classic games and they're being kind of updated and they're they're available everywhere so like if if you had a a if you have nostalgia for any of the old Final Fantasies or for people who maybe didn't grow up playing Final Fantasy or are young. And maybe there's a chance that they want to see what this yeah. Cloud Strife guy does. Then it's there. It's it's possible. For, for me, I just I just hope that they release Final Fantasy Tactics on the Switch. Also, isn't that beloved? That that is the one that boggles my mind that there has not been a new one. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't popular that much in Japan. Maybe because because they only really seem to be aware of the popularity of things in Japan. So maybe maybe it wasn't popular in Japan and they don't understand that uh, that people like it. Um, that, so I don't, I've also been playing this uh, Sekiro. That game keeps getting better the more I play it. I'm glad to hear um, that. I should be playing I, more of that. I have a, I, I have a grasp on it pretty well at, at this point. I've beaten some pretty challenging bosses. Um, I hit my head against a few bosses for a while, but then uh, I would just take another route. And there seems to always be at least three different places that you could go at any time. So unless you're getting stuck on on three bosses, you always have somewhere else to go, somewhere else to progress. And there have also been a lot of occasions where I can't beat a boss, so I go somewhere else and I end up getting items or upgrades that help me beat the boss. And that's always good. So, so that's been working out. I'm I'm in some different regions now. Uh, things things do get switched up a bit, where you start getting to some to some different looking areas. 
Uh, I don't know that I needed a creepy poison cave, but at least it's different from the mountaintop. Yeah, I like that. I don't mind. And, I don't mind creepy poison caves as long as the poison itself isn't a horrible mechanic. Yeah, that's true. And I, I do really like. I, I think I've said this in Sekiro. It, it, it's really good that whenever you get anything, it, it's useful to you. Whereas in like the Souls games, if you end up getting like, a, you know, you go off the beaten path, you do something really difficult, and you get like a thunderbolt, and it's like that's great. I use a rapier. Yeah. Then that doesn't work out. But in Sekiro, you can use everything. The upgrades are really meaningful, um, which feels really cool. I ha- I haven't played it really why not i don't know i just from where what i was at i was like i there's a bunch of games like uh resident evil where i don't really know um, resident evil makes more sense but it's like i fell off a little bit and then it's really hard to get back on the horse i guess uh like i don't know where i'm supposed to be even with the map like i don't really understand what areas that if i were playing right now i would think like oh this is new i haven't really combed that over yet and then in sekiro is kind of similar where it's like i I guess i gotta go back from where i am to go get uh uh, the fire attachment to the arm yeah but now you know where that is right so no you i mean you said it was you said it was near a bonfire but now i gotta go find that bonfire you gotta go find that bonfire yeah i i just i haven't played it and i feel like i I, I don't know, I'm, I'm also, like, there, there's just something about it that makes me less interested. I, I mean, it's good to hear stuff like the uh, the environments get a little bit different, but I, I really just didn't have a, uh, a drive. Is it because you're fighting dudes? Is it because you're not seeing, like, these grotesque machinations? Yeah, some of it is that, right? Like, like a Bloodborne, like, there, I, there was more reason for me to want to uh see the next area to do the next thing like i was curious about like the like the some of the 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 story elements i was curious about the the world for sure um and i just had fun playing it and uh, sekiro just uh it it, this is a meath problem for sure but like every time i play it i it just makes me feel like an idiot like i just don't i don't do well um i like i like i just like i feel like there's a lot of like when i was trying to fight that um that giant boss and i don't have the fire uh attachment yet but i was trying to fight this giant boss and he has two grabs and both of them are instant kills for me so one of the grabs he he doesn't he doesn't lunge forward but he just he just like sweeps his arms so if you uh dash to the side he'll still get you and then there's another grab where he kind of he kind of gets low, and then he tries to like yeah like like grab at you at, at more of a like he da- grabs more forward, and you can either like kind of sidestep it if you do it right or jump. Um, and man, just it just that boss just made that the thing just makes me feel so stupid. And I, like I I'm, I'm someone who has like beaten these games before, but yeah. Well, maybe it's not for you, but but I think that the gameplay is top notch. Even if like the set pieces aren't there, yeah. And there's uh, there's also something the weird about it being like here's Sekiro, the guy, uh, or Wolf, the guy, Wolf. I'm okay with that. I I wouldn't even mind if that were like a thing in Dark Souls, so long as you know. The thing that I do like about Dark Souls though is is there is something attractive about building out your character, and like just to play devil's advocate on myself, it feels really good when. 
you do something hard and you end up getting something for your build that you've been like craving. Yeah. Which is like, oh, I really need like a, a new great sword, but everything I, you know, it's, there's only a few of them around and then you find one. It's like, oh shit. And like crafting stuff out of the boss souls. And you do get some cool stuff for killing bosses in this game. Uh, anyways, I've been digging it. I wish that they could, that there was a little bit more in, in terms of, what you're fighting but also i can understand why in this game that plays a lot more like a fighting game uh in terms of like the counters and anticipation for what enemies are going to do and also the ai is designed to react to what you're doing so if they see you getting ready to chug a flask and they're across the way like as soon as you start chugging they'll like throw something at you and yeah so I realize that that's a little bit easier to do when the enemies are more normalized, when they have a sword just like you do. Mm-hmm. But there are some some beastly things that you do end up fighting. And yeah, like a giant fighting rooster. Like spirits and, yeah, but then you end up fighting like spirits and, and demons and raging fiery bulls. And apparently there's a very hard ape boss somewhere that the internet won't shut up about. Oh, yeah? Is that the one that Donkey fought? The one that farts yeah the one that well i feel like his video kind of spoiled like a really interesting thing about that fight where Uh, after you kill it anyways uh so that's cool i've been playing a bit of rainbow six siege oh yeah have you do you you know this game have you heard of this one (laughs) (laughs) this one i have this one i have so one thing that is so different going from apex legends to a game like uh, Rainbow Six is the time to kill in Rainbow Six is extremely low. It is like very, very low. It is like one headshot will take you out. That's pretty bonkers. It is weird. Do you find a helmet on the ground? No helmets on the ground. I know you don't. Um, so, so that's the, that has been something to get used to. Um, I do like that there's matchmaking. That is something that is not in uh, Apex Legends. Not, not that I need it. Um, but Rainbow Six Siege is really good. There's so many characters. There's so much stuff. But it's also one of those games that it's really good that there's a beginner's queue because that game is so technical in the same way that like in the same way that CSGO is and then some just because of the fact that Tom Clancy's uh well that more I shouldn't call it that. I should just call it Siege. Uh just for the fact that Siege has more going on than CSGO, there are like more ways to seem like an idiot. Like, oh, why are you boarding that door when you could board that one? Oh, that character, you're supposed to throw the car- the cameras in this corner. I haven't had those experiences. Um, but I imagine that if I were to... I guess there's, there's bo- more ways. this for but, another, like, 50 hours, then... But the, the ways that you... I, 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 see, I feel like there's the ways that you seem like an idiot in CSGO are more like, why are you aiming at their head, you idiot? You're supposed yeah. to aim exactly, uh, like... 15 degrees downward and then to the right yeah. to control that spread. How are you going to, how are you going to spray with an AK like that moron? That game's really good. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. One of the things that sort of attracts me to rainbow six siege is just that people are still playing it. And you know, the community hasn't really gotten smaller and that makes it kind of attractive because you assume that if they've been developing it this much, that they're just going to keep going. They're in year four, you know? Mm-hmm. They're in year four, season one. So I'm not too worried about the life of that game. 
that, that's really the way to do it. Like, why make new games? Like, why is this not the thing that Call of Duty is doing? Why is this not what everybody else is doing? I don't know. It's not like you can't make money from it. I, I, eventually, though, eventually they'll figure it out. It. The thing is, is that you have to make a good game. And, and that's the thing, is the base game has to be good. With Call of Duty, if your base game sucks, you could still sell next year's copy. Yeah. But with Rainbow Six, also, but Well, Rainbow Six fair, didn't come out good. It didn't come out good, right? It got good. Yeah. Have it, you been get playing good, any Apex? Get good scrub. Um, I haven't had a chance. I because you guys haven't been on. Oh, I'm on. I just well, I'm I, well, on. I'm also I also work two thirty to ten thirty. Yeah. And Which is actually the worst schedule for playing video games. It it is a really bad schedule. It, it, I mean, not if people were on late. Not if people were on after eleven twelve. Midnight. Yeah. yeah, but that's but that's a hard bargain. Because Josh Galloway and I all get up early to go to work. That's true. We're on that normie schedule. Yeah, that's that normie schedule. Apex Legends continues to be Apex Legends. I'm I'm good at shooting. That's good. That's exciting. I do a lot of shooting. I wish I, I do I do wish that there was more updates. I really do feel confused by games where, uh, and th- at this point in time, that feel like they're very slow. And Apex Legends is also a weird game to feel like it's slow because it's like. A big update that would make people excited would be stuff like, you know, throwing a gun in there. I don't think that, I don't know how much that takes. I'm pretty sure that the next update is going to have both a character and a gun. We'll see. And I think that, I don't know, the base of that is so good that I don't really need constant updates in the same way. Where it's just like, I I can just play more. And me getting better is, is the update. Yeah. Like the uh, game becomes more fun because I'm just getting better than other people. But I know what you're I know what you mean. Uh, it, it just feels like it, that's that's something that makes people excited. It it's hard because it, it, one of the things about the updates is that other, when other games get updates, it it naturally pulls your attention towards it. So it's easier to like a game that is a game as a service when it's getting frequent updates because it does because it it focuses your attention on the next update and it feels like it's ever evolving and when you like i don't really like when a when a game as a service kind of leaves you in the dark for so long i don't know like if if there was a teaser or a developer thing that said we're working on this character and this gun and we don't even have a time for it yet but this is the kind of the next thing to expect or but something the apex, that's true but the apex style is to drop it out of nowhere then you got to do it faster They're or more interestingly slow. i don't know it, it, well everyone complain I, I feel like they were pretty slow in the in the first like two months of of uh this this insanely popular launch uh they didn't really do much they like launched a gun and the uh the the battle pass was out a month after the game came out it, it could have been out sooner that, that's a a month is a long time, especially for something that it, that hits that hard. I, th- I think I that there you have to be you have to hit the ground running. Maybe, but also this game came in just at the end of fiscal, and it could be that they were not anticipating this game to be as good as it was. They wanted to get it out before Anthem. Uh, part of me thinks that this game just made it by when it was released, like it was hardly ready, and then they released it. Oh, like like Anthem, but it was actually kind of ready. 
And then, and then with the battle pass that, you know, this is their first one, they're playing it safe. And at the same time, uh, they had to get it together really quickly because they didn't have that development time. Uh, and to be honest, like this game is probably a lot of work for artists, right? Like in these games, I, I think that having a massive art department is probably the most important thing because if you want to sell cosmetics, you got to have a lot of artists. Right. Yeah, see, the well, there, well, there's the other thing, too, is like it, it, it's like the cosmetics kind of suck and y you don't need to like you don't need to add new things to the game if you just add new cosmetics. Like you don't need to rebalance like the, you, you don't have to have a patch that is like, oh, we dropped three new characters and two new guns and all this new stuff. And there's another map that uh, other than the main map. Uh, King's Cross, which is also yeah, yeah, that's a lot of art too, right? Y yeah, but you yeah. don't need to do any of that. Just throw in some cosmetics. There's not even a lot of cosmetics, and a lot of them kind of suck. Yeah, and that that gets you immediate like that that gets you immediate money. It comes back eventually too, because uh, even as like new players play or as old players play, they might find that they want one of the skins or something like that. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people have also been complaining about the quality of the skins. So one of my guesses is, is that maybe they're reevaluating what they consider to be a legendary skin or an epic skin. I mean, at the same time, this is the these are the developers who made Titanfall, and I have a lot of faith in them to do the right thing. And I'm a fanboy, so you know, you've that that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, I, I just have faith in them to end up like. I think most of the guns have good, epic and. The guns do. The characters do not. Yeah. Also, the epic skins, in my opinion, actively make the characters worse. Oh, because, because they're, you're, you're so easy to, to notice because it's moving? Yeah. If you're, like, standing still, like, crouched down, someone could look and see that there's, like, oh, there's something is glowing red over there. And moving. Yeah. So it still surprises me when I see anybody wearing those skins. I feel like they need. that's one of the things they should really be reevaluating because this is not a game like overwatch where uh you see someone and you know they're there there is in a way like there is some stealth involved in apex legends that's something that i think about a lot in in games like this where uh like even even on overwatch even in overwatch um i think there's there's like something to uh not wearing really gaudy skins because if if you even like blend in for a second if there's a lot of action on screen then it might be hard to like visually locate you um it's, it's you also like uh, for a second you're familiar with army of two right in army yes. of two you could bling out your equipment and the character wearing the most bling drew the most aggro that is i will never forget that but it's true it's true. Army of Army of Two has taught us some <laughs> lessons, right? And that is one of them. Uh, so, so I do, I do agree with you. It is weird to think about like like the skins that are literally camo skins might actually be be good. Is are there better like there there are probably tier lists of skins, right? Like even if people haven't really thought that much about it or made a tier list. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, but I, I continue to enjoy that game. I've been playing so many games. I'm still getting through Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, I, I ran into a website, IRL, that looked like it came out of Hypnospace. 
And I, I shared it with uh, the developer of that game. Did, did you or he did? He was into it. Alyssa. Alyssa found it, but I am the curator here. It, so, it kind of feels like it was her her joke. Yeah, but she doesn't it care. It kind of reminds me days. of the hypotenuse joke on Key and Peele. Oh, oh there it is. Uh, but yeah, Hypnospace Outlaw is really good. It is secretly a detective game where where you look at it and you think that it might be something like um what was that what was that comedy game that was like something punk like cyberpunk no that's a different game uh it was adult swim produced either way this I, is i not know what you're talking game. about oh, jazz 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 punk. jazz punk jazz punk so you look at it and you might think that it's a game that's just like jazz punk where it's just like oh this is like a funny silly game but it's actually a pretty good detective game like a good mystery game and uh i'm getting and the aesthetic is so good like if you enjoy that aesthetic and you like mystery games or figuring something out like it's it is a solid experience and surprisingly longer than i thought it would be just because there's so much stuff to rifle through i think that might be almost all the games i'm gaming i'm also playing I... the division two I have been gaming one game yeah, to rule them all. If you can call it that. If I can call it that. See, I that frustrates me because I, last podcast, I was so excited to talk about this game. And then I get, I get jeers from you. And it's, it's kind of like, it, 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 you shouldn't be like that when, I, I don't think you're giving it a chance. And I understand why you're not giving it a chance. But... It kind of seems you're like the 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 uncle that is like you play video games like Tetris like you're doing that to me now you're not letting me uh, share with you this fantastic phenomenal game. That's because this game Epic Seven that you're talking about looks like every other one of these games. It does. It, okay, so that is inc- I, that is wholly I incorrect. Up a, I looked you could, up a review. You could look. And- Okay. And the first thing they said is this game is a waifu collector. And I was like, not, okay, that's everything wrong. I need to know. Then I was good. <clears throat> not not entirely wrong. Um, but but it, it is not like a lot of other so I, I I had originally found Epic Seven because I was looking through phone games trying to find something that I would actually like to play uh, that w- that I wouldn't have to like be charging a uh, a switch or bringing over a switch something that's a little bit more uh, casual easy always always there with me um, so I had played a bunch of games nothing really worked for me and uh, I tried out epic 7 and I and I, I slowly started to like it more and more um, and it's not re- it's really not like a lot of those other games like the I think the popular. I was looking at the at the Gotcha Gaming uh, subreddit that uh, games where you're kind of like hero collecting, and I don't think any of them else do it as well as well produced as Epic Seven as as many options or like as much of an end game. Um, I think a lot of them are like a lot more basic uh, than Epic Seven. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I've been playing this game nonstop, and I'm so excited about so many different little things uh, that is r- definitely hard to explain. But it almost kind of reminds me of uh, like the PvP element reminds me a little bit of like a card game of like Hearthstone or something, where you're 
building up these characters in different directions and trying to figure out what will beat the the meta and then kind of going in and okay so so it's like super dragon brawl heroes world mission got is it, it? Yeah. Well, i guess it probably is more like dragon ball dokkan battle or whatever which is an actual uh gotcha version of dbz yep dragon ball z dokkan battle dokkan battle um but uh there, there's just so many like little exciting things i i haven't really spent money on it since the beginning of of playing this game and which is where you spent all the money on it not really, right. because if you look at all the money for a gacha game, it's there's some disturbing stories did, out did there. Did you get like a deal? Was there like a pack? There was. Did you buy the best deal? I did buy the best deal. Wow. Yeah, I just, I really wanted to see what it was like, and I feel like it. The the, the one of the cool things about it is the uh, the the characters are all so different and kind of like unexplored because there's a lot of them, and other than the ones that people instantly think are really good. Uh, they don't, a lot of people don't really like build out or try the different other characters. So because of that, there is a huge gap in information. Uh, it, and it sounds like you're getting your money's worth for, and, and that's, you know, there's value behind that, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of it is like, is like, it's, it's not too weird to be like, oh, I bought that best deal on this phone game. And if you haven't played, if you don't play, uh, I guess games in general, because the, the, I could imagine people saying that like, oh, man, the the best deal on this on this uh, free to play mobile game sounds pretty nasty. But it's like, well, if you play like Overwatch or something like that and you're playing that a, a ton, then you don't feel bad about investing you, in it. If you play Overwatch or Apex Legends or something like you don't feel bad about buying some of those t- loot ticks or uh i would never i would never buy the packs i would only ever buy the skins and the only time i would ever buy the skin in apex legends if it's like it's in the store and behind the skin that you buy you get that extra skin and and, you know people are like oh the skins are 18 dollars," and it's like no you get two skins for 18 dollars. excuse me well yeah and some of your your free-to-play time yeah, but those free bucks, you get so many of them. Like, I think that they that they're like they're too generous with their with their Apex monies. You think so? Where it's like you'll we're, I'll never buy a character. They're gonna need to release characters faster if they expect anyone to be short on those money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I just play too much. I don't know. How many hours do I have in Apex Legends? At this point, maybe less than you have in Epic Seven. Probably less, because I have uh, 173 hours. That's a lot. I would actually probably say I have more. I'm almost at the end of the first month. I know that because there's a login thing, but uh, a login bonus. Um, but uh, I'm almost at the end of the first month, and about the first or second day of playing this game, I have like played for like eight to ten no that's not fair i mean some of it is like i just have go it going i have it running in classic Are you uh suggesting that you uh do this at work instead of working uh well if i if i because i'm i'm or just that you have in, so much downtime there's some downtime but uh some of it is like i'm in, on the way to a call i got i got it running on the like like during a call sometimes 
shouldn't say it, but it's like if I'm bored and there's nothing going on, and we're just waiting to get to the hospital, you and, and I'm 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 typing on the tablet. Maybe you just slide that phone in front of the tablet screen, and nobody is the wiser. And unless uh, they're listening right now, <laughs> unless they're listening do, right do, now, doing an audit of your personality by listening to your content. I guess so. I, I would not. That would that would be a lot of effort. If you had to listen to every single person's, every single EMT's podcast, who has that time? No, I see you. what they do is they use something that converts uh, the speech to text, and then they just scrape the text for relevant material about like the job. So they just scrape the text for you talking about uh, EMT. I would or still EMS. think even a good speech to text would have would come up with a lot of false negatives and false positives. Fair enough. But Epic Seven, you're you're liking it. It's it's a good strategy. Oh man, game. it's it's it it is it, it has it has made me more. Uh, it's it's unfortunate too because I I I see every. I, I remember like when I, when I was trying to talk about this uh, last week. Uh, I I see every reason why someone would be turned off. Every single reason. Like I, I've I've never been into mobile gaming. Um and. Uh, it's so easy to dislike a game when, like, you hit that uh, shop button and uh, you could play the game more if you pay money. Um, not that that has really been an issue for me. Like I have said the first time, it's like the stamina thing hasn't really been too bad. Um, then why have it? Um, wh- why have it at all? Yeah. I, well, some, why of, have some of it is, like, kind of good, I think. For, for a game, like, it, it definitely is something... It's 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 hard for me to to draw good parallels to games because I, I haven't really played a lot of games that are like this. But it's exciting to have a lot of to to do a lot of work quickly and um uh like be be chasing all these different things at once. And then if there is a case where you run out of stamina, which is pretty rare uh, for me, and that I don't like have the uh, currency the that you just get as you're playing to be able to buy the more stamina. Um, then I just put it down and there's something good about that. Just be like, I'm chasing so many things and I, and the chase can end now. I can take a rest. Sure. Well, Ryan, uh, we need to take a rest. We've run out of energy, so we're going to take a break here and, uh, we'll be back after these sponsored messages. I mean, you're you're complaining this about you're complaining about patching a game. That the, the, you know what you you yourself are exactly outlining my issue with the way that you and maybe gamers as a whole treat the mobile free to play. Like here's the thing: I, I'm taking this mobile. Like the way that I play mobile games is, I'm in the subway. I'm pulling out my phone to play, and you can't get me to download a 180 megabyte patch when I'm underground. It's not going to happen. Well, you don't need to because you download it. It happens once a week, if even, and it's not even that big. Like it's you. Why are they feeding me story? I don't want to do story. Just give me the waifus. Ross, there's gonna be there's gonna El, be so many waifus. There's there's gonna be Razaclair. There's gonna be so many waifus that you're gonna be you're gonna be covered in a in a waifu harem in ten Rulay seconds. Of so just, just, just download Vildrag. the dang what? 
Rula of Life is here, Vildred. Man, I don't know how you get through this. There's literally, they just said asterisk, excited, asterisk, ta-da. Who said that? Now Judge Kisei, who's got just like, the only part of her body that's moving is like her boobs are breathing. Yeah. Man, this is a this is exactly what I expected. You haven't gotten anywhere. And there's there's a lot of cool stuff. If anything, I, uh, if you're going to really give it a chance, which I really wish you would because uh, the the real gameplay is really cool. I really like that it's kind of this mini Path of Exile where you're looking at kits and kind of trying to see how you can build them out in interesting ways. Um, yeah, it's cool. I tapped on the enemy and it did damage to them. It's pretty... Uh... This that's, is that's just a, like that's exactly uh, Apex what I Legends. thought. That's exactly this what is, I thought early on too. It's just like Apex Legends. You just click on them and they die, right? Yeah. Um, Everyone acts like Apex Legends is so hard, but really, you just click on them. Yeah, it's a clicking simulator. But uh, you just click on the people, and that's how you win. One of the coolest things uh, I think uh, is that early on they uh, let you re-roll everything. Uh, that uh, uh, on that you know how like that. So they have like the stages, and it's like. One, 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 two, just like Sonic, right? Uh, just like your famous. This game gameplay. looks exactly like Sonic. All these characters are yeah, just. Yeah, you do, you do run to the right. They're just sexy Sonic characters. Yeah. <laughs> also known as Sonic characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, they have got characters for you. Um, uh, there's a part at, I believe, 110 uh, Green Hill Zone where they uh let you re-roll like 30 times this big pack of like 15 rolls and they let you keep doing it i don't know it. what you're saying like what do you mean when you say like a big pack of rolls like, so what? so like you they has the gotcha right and that's how you get that yeah, that's how they get gotcha. you you got gotcha, you gotcha get you and you that's how you summon like the characters and also these like perk cards an anime cutscene just started happening. It's wild. Vildred is slashing him up. Okay, go on. Uh, so at 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 one ten, which is really early on in the game, uh, they let you, they they give you like fifteen rolls as like a big batch summon. Uh, that they, they let you like like fifteen gotchas. Fifteen gotchas, and then you can re-roll the the contents of those fifteen gotchas. 30 times so the idea of it is that you can start out the game with like one of the best units of your choosing by but how do i know that as a new player because they ha it happens they tell my, you i'm level 50 so that's pretty good yeah you're already doing very well all my heroes are level 50 and the great thing is that since i'm on my phone uh i get all these messages that pop up while i'm trying a game but that way you're always connected that's what I'm doing. All right, so this game's pretty bad, but maybe it gets better. Well, All that's here is the Relay of Light. We're running through this area. They're... Holy Guardian, follow your Pledge of Light and guide me through the darkness. Guardian Zeon, heed my call. This is... Well, you don't need to read anything. Watch you gotta. The, watch, see, watch the cool anime cutscenes. It's time, Ross. Tap the icon to summon Zeon. This game is playing itself. It does play itself sometimes. Zayon just came, I pressed the button, and now he's killing things. I don't even have to do anything. 51 hit combo, I pressed one button. I'm too good at this, apparently. I know. You're off all to right. a fantastic start. Yeah, I'm way better at this game than you might think. It's I all that uh, all that button. aim practice has really 
helped because when I start, first started playing, I kept misclicking. Yeah, I love AimLab. I'm really the good characters. At so the the Aim AimLab has really gotten you, you ever out ahead. Of the... Big recommendation for AimLab. Yeah, it's free. It's free, and it makes other video games more fun. Have you That's ever played Steam. a video game that makes other video games more fun? Uh, Epic Seven makes it more fun to wait for load screens. You know what's really good? You play a bad game, and then that bad game makes other games seem better. Like what bad game? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just giving an example. <laughs> uh, what's a bad game that I have played? I don't play a lot of bad games. Um, let me look down the list of games I've played. You ever played Brink? I liked Brink. You liked Brink. Brink was you pretty cool. Play... That's the one where you're, uh, you wall, wall run, right? And parkour? Yeah. yeah. What wait, Was that a hero shooter? No. You had like classes where you could be like light, oh. medium, heavy. I don't know. I don't play any bad games. Only good games. What was the um, setup for Brink? Why were, why were people killing each other? Was there any reason? I don't know. You're part of like some resistance movement and ha- one of the teams is the resistance one of, and one of them is like the enforcers or something. But the enforcers are just as fast as the resistance? Yeah, they're all the same. Oh. They just look different. So combat in the future is a lot of wall running? You decide what combat role you want to assume in the world of Brink as you fight to save yourself and... What are you... Are you reading off refuge. of a website? That's... That's, that's still, on... That's the... Yeah. That's still active? Yeah, you could still buy the... You could play the game for free on Steam. I wonder what those numbers look like. You mean like how many people are playing it right now? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember... I know that there is some way, so I think if I click Community Hub, there are, okay, so there are 88 people in chat, but how do I see how many people are in game? Probably more than 88. You think so? I, I guess so. In ch- in chat, like... People are in a Steam chat room for Brink. 88 of them. There cannot be. Yeah. That's insane. Have you ever thought about playing Counter-Strike again? What turned you off from Counter-Strike? Nothing. What made you stop? Nothing. Why don't you like Counter-Strike? Probably just uh, uh, Overwatch, I think, is exactly why I stopped playing Counter-Strike, because I started playing Counter-Strike specifically because I wanted a FPS a, to... A game to get good at. Yeah. So that was your aim lab. That was my aim lab, but it, it's very fun, too. Counter-Strike, yeah. see, Counter-Strike is a game that makes other games more fun if you get really good at Counter-Strike, but also it makes Counter-Strike more fun if you get good at Counter-Strike. But then interestingly Counter enough, Strike Counter-Strike I, is yeah. aggressively unfun when you're bad at it. The the part about Counter-Strike I don't like is when I'm the last one alive and everyone's looking at me, and then they do killer kick or clutcher kick, and then if you don't win, they all kick you out of the game. And sometimes you do clutch it, and then they do kick you, because they didn't I've think been, you were gonna. I've failed to clutch and then get kicked. I've actually gotten kicked. You were actually in games that I was playing where they clutch or kicked me. <laughs> I, did, I was not involved in that. And that's why Counter-Strike is a bad game. Yeah, I mean, the community sucks ass. It's a, that's a why, bad community. Why play that when you can just play Call of Duty? You know, the game Who that is the actually the most similar to Counter-Strike is... Well, here's the thing. Counter-Strike, on average, has people who are nicer and friendlier. But because of the fact that you're on a team with them and you have to like communicate like well... It's bad. It's worse. Any game where you actually have to communicate and talk with other people to win ends up being toxic. Yeah, it's Changed true. my mind. No, it's true. Um, I think be- I think because you're the very 
concept that another per that a, a stranger that that could that you don't even need to think about their their actual human existence because they're just like a uh, voice in the void is is controlling some of your fate and if they do a poor job then your then e you points, may as well scream at them your e your oh. epin will will shrink you may as well uh, scream obscenities at them you might as well why not what do you have to lose um everything oh shit i, w- I was picking a hangnail and now my finger is bleeding Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Is that a is that the uh, tagline on Brink? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. <laughs> I think that's more like the tagline for like Hearthstone. <laughs> Hearthstone is still going. Uh, 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 to my chagrin, Hearthstone is still going. People uh, like it. What? People like it. No, they don't. They're they're. They're playing it. Yeah, here's the here's what happened in Hearthstone. It, the people who who did it, who the people who were able to break out of their sunk cost fallacy stopped playing Hearthstone, and then now the small amount of people, it's like with WoW, right? Now they're playing Dota Auto Chess. It's it it's exactly like with WoW, where WoW also also it, I think that Dota Auto Chess is exactly the new Dragon Ball game that just came out. Dragon Ball Dokkan Battle. Super Dragon Ball Heroes uh, World Mission. What is this Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission that you speak of? It is a, a deck builder. You have... Well, not really. It's more of like... Why there is this are, name so long that I have to type it out? So it is a collectible card game. Is it on my phone? Uh, no, it's on your Switch. Uh, it's a it's a collectible card game I where you're putting... You're assembling a deck of characters... And then you are playing like a strategy game with them. And there's a lot of them. Uh, so this is like mobile free-to-play garbage that that I could get into. Except that it's not free-to-play and there's no microtransactions. There's no microtransactions? No microtransactions. Hold on. Shit. I got it. There we go. But there's a big catch. Now I get, now I get to... Um, what? What's the big catch? A new foe has arrived. $60. That's a microtransaction right there. If I that's, ever a mega, that's a that's macro a, transaction. That's a macro transaction. Uh, this game looks good. I mean, not not the not what my, it might be, but the, the, the uh, graphic style looks pretty okay. I think that the actual game looks, looks all right. In this strategic card game. Oh, my God. Nope. Now I'm looking at the game. None of this makes any sense. Dude, classic card game stuff. And then once you set up your guys and they fight and you press you press buttons to make things happen, like he charges up his laser and then you press the button and then he fires it. Uh, this one you had to do a... Um... You do a fusion dance sometimes. You, 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 is that them touching the screen it looks like? You can use... I think you can use touch or not touch. Never touch. What kind of rolls would you get if you were having lunch? You get a spicy tuna roll... Do you get a spicy salmon roll? You do, right? I would not get a spicy tuna roll. That's that's the that's one step up from from vegetable rolls. I love spicy tuna roll. Spicy tuna is fine, but the 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 real the the flavor comes in when you get to like black pepper roll with avocado. Yeah, but it's tuna. like when when you're getting like a, a three roll lunch, 
you don't get that many choices. You can't just pick like give me the give me the super dragon rainbow ice sushi roll. I don't. I don't get the super dragon rainbow. I just get a black pepper tuna roll with avocado three times in a row. I don't know anything about this black pepper tuna roll that you're talking about. I have black pepper in a in a in a dispenser. I could put my own black pepper on the tuna. No, it's important when the black pepper is put on the tuna. Why does there have to be a sexy lady role? What's the deal with that? Are you playing Epic Seven still? Oh no, I'm I'm looking at. A <laughs> That's a great question. I'm looking at a sushi menu. Half of the reason why I wanted to continue this podcast, which seems to have uh, backfired against me, was just that I absolutely love Epic Seven, and I I wish. Because I, I think that a lot of the, your your initial feelings are obviously what I what I felt like in the beginning too, so I would say try and go a little bit further with it so I can have a meaningful discussion. But I just I just have been finding the game improving my life, which is no. an insane thing to say about a game. But it's just that it's not true. Why? It can't be. It's it's a free to play mobile game. It's not improving your life. That's what that's what I thought you would say. But I'm having so much fun with it, and I'm and I haven't really paid that much money since the beginning. How is it improving your life? Tell me. It's cool. You could to be think reading. Of, I, I, you I, could I, be reading a book. I know, but I'm not on your phone. I, but I'm not. That's that. See, that that would be so easy for me to say. Like, I, I like I'm I'm enjoying it. You people always go to the reading thing. Most books suck. That's not true. That is There's true. a lot of great books. There I is a lot of great books really because great there's book. so many years of books. Books but it's been, not hard to find a good book. They've been putting books out forever. It is kind of hard to find a good book. You go no, to Barnes & Noble and you find a good book for me. Uh, I just finished reading this book, The Three-Body Problem, and I highly recommend it for you. What is it? So it, it, you know the way that like America like loves books like The Hunger Games? Yeah. Like, And they're like so crazy wildly popular. So The Three-Body Problem is a hard science fiction book that – caught on the same way as like the hunger games did but but in china so this book is originally in chinese but has been recently translated to english and it is uh essentially it is a hard science fiction novel about first contact and also just really interesting in the ways that we think about like virtual reality and also it's it's i don't want to say anything more about it but it's just like you have to read it because there are so many epic set pieces. Like epic seven. it's weird to think about a, a book that is visually stunning, but there are so many like visually stunning and epic moments in this book uh, that you just got to read it. it. It's just so good. It's a trilogy. I just finished the first book. I'm really excited to get to the next two. Maybe if there was a way to auto read it. To auto read it. I gotta get Wait. it on uh, Audible. Well, you know, you can do the, uh, do you do the sync? Because you could do the thing where you, uh, do the Kindle sync and it essentially allows you to switch between audiobook and regular Kindle and it keeps your position. Oh, that's really cool. So it's really handy. That's the way that I've been reading books. Now that is a big improvement. We don't have, that's just, that's 20, just quality of life. 2019, we don't have flying cars yet, but we do have books. What's a Boston roll? Uh, that's disgusting. Cause that's cream cheese. You don't like cream cheese. I, I love cream cheese. Don't put the goddamn cream cheese with my fish. So you don't like bagel with locks? No. That's I'm not, wrong. You're I'm wrong. not of the correct um, 
All right, stop right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's good. There, there was there was no there was no way that that sentence was gonna end well. I'm gonna get a spicy tuna roll, a smoked salmon avocado roll, and a peanut avocado roll. Do I want the peanut avocado roll though? See, peanut avocado roll is what I got before I ate fish and sushi. Do I want an eel cucumber roll? Peanut avocado is a good roll, but it definitely is the. Do, do, see, you don't want to. This is this is gatekeeping, right? But but if someone says what it, what it, what is your reaction to someone that says I absolutely love sushi, let's get sushi, and then you're like, okay, what what role do you want? And then they would say, oh, uh, cucumber avocado and peanut avocado. You must realize that I am on a fixed lunch menu. They, it's a value deal, but you don't get a lot of options. There's the vegetable options. They you didn't answer. That doesn't mean that you an, you didn't answer my question, though. But this is not about that. It, I'm, I'm not saying about. Do. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying answer my question. I, I'm not a gatekeeper. Let You're not a gatekeeper, so like you think that's fine. Like. I don't think there's anything wrong with loving a tuna roll, with loving a California roll. Well, both of those rolls. Why is that have, bad? Well, t- uh, California, I guess, doesn't have fish. It has like um. Oh, it does have that's fish. Like, that's like saying I love traditional chai, but you go to Starbucks to get your chai. And didn't you gatekeep? There you go, right? So you are a gatekeeper. I mean, the at some point No, I'm an anti gatekeeper because it was no. directly in response to saying that place has bad chai. I only like real chai from places like Starbucks. Well that's true. But <laughs> so uh, I was like, Oh, here's a great cafe. Uh, they've got they've got a chai. Sorry, I only like real chai. Anyways. Well hmm. I mean, isn't gate, it, gatekeeping is almost like uh well, I guess I guess Planet Fitness is like the ultimate gatekeepers, where the way that they're like, oh, we we uh, it's a no judgment zone, so we don't allow people with uh, with uh, undershirts and uh, a gallon jug of water to come in and loudly grunt while they lift weights. But then in in doing so, that's gatekeeping. Like they, in they in, would in, let you in doing that, so, right? that's judgment. What? But they would let you do that. No, like, I've seen them. There's an alarm. There's an alarm, a lunk alarm that goes off. Lunk? Pe- a lunk alarm. Lunk. Lunk alarm. L-U-N-K. Which is what they call, that's their name for people who, um, I guess, yeah, do these things that I'm saying. Like they, is that uh, like link? It's a female link. Lunk. Hmm. Okay. But, so is uh, it like a hunk? Like what is their... Yeah, it's a hunk. It's a hunk. It's like a, but it's it, they're so they're so worried about female links strolling into uh, Planet Fitness that they have an alarm for it. They really have an alarm for it, and it, this alarm can go off loudly and annoyingly if someone is grunting while they're lifting their <laughs> weights. Now, this has never happened to me, obviously, because I am not a good light weight weightman. You're not a gruntsman. I'm not a gruntsman. I'm not a weightman. You're a huntsman. If anything, well, I'm not a huntsman. I'm, You're a huntsman elite. Uh, but if, if, so in doing so, they almost, it's the, it's the no judgment zone that judges people. And in doing so, gatekeeping and the community that makes fun of gatekeeping has in fact created gatekeeping in a way, right? To some extent. But if if someone likes, says, I love sushi and they get out and they eat a peanut avocado roll and a tuna roll. So what, right? They love those rolls and those rolls are sushi. I don't think they should have to specify. I love I love beginner's rolls. I mean, where I, I I love 
let's say let's uh, it, it just seems weird because sushi in itself is the the concept of it is slice of raw fish on a bed of sticky rice yep. and uh to be like i love this cuisine and not engage in the main aspect of it is what is the main aspect fish is it not fish and rice but if someone I mean, has tuna right is that is that good enough that's good enough i, I mean you're not going to you're not going to win points on a uh, sushi lovers uh i don't know championship for for liking a california roll or a spicy tuna I mean, spicy like tuna is like says, mostly mayo, but but if someone says I love video games and they're really into Peggle on their phone, that's fine. Or if someone says I love video games and they open up their their wife collector on their phone, like, then whatever, you then you know fine. they love video games. I love Fire Emblem. Look at all my waifus in my gacha game. Yeah. Shout out to John Getz. Does he does he do engage with that? Oh, he has oh. been playing Fire Emblem. Warriors is that what it's called? Fire Emblem Warriors. Heroes. Sin- Heroes. Since it came out, he would love Epic Seven. Epic Seven is fairly new. That's good. Um, I I, know, I, I played board uh, I played Fire Emblem Warriors and I I didn't really like it. Have you been board gaming at all? Uh, well, I guess yes, I have. What have you been board gaming on? Uh, I I replayed franchise franchise oh okay that's the the fast food game well not really it's not, interesting not, because not, oh it's not fast food it's like different types of franchise yeah it's different types of franchises but you all compete for the same space which is kind of bizarre because technically although this doesn't play into the uh actual gameplay at all you're a like one person is a mechanic and one person is like a diner and one is a hotel um and and you're putting franchises in cities and you're trying to put a lot of them so it's like here's new york there's only mechanics if you want to get a hotel or food you can't but if your car is broken then so, every okay. so, then we got you so tell me how the game was on the second play cuz the first time it was fine um i i thought it was a little more than fine the first time i think I think franchise is really interesting and weird. I think that what I like about franchise is that it is probably the best adaptation of the way you might have felt about a Hasbro uh, kind of game growing up, like something like Monopoly or and and those games don't hold up in a lot of cases. I don't think that's true. But you don't okay. think so? you you think you don't think so? Well, I feel like I think that there's way more. Like in in Monopoly, you're hoping to get lucky. You're hoping to roll the dice correctly, and in franchise, you actually are making. Decisions. You're ma- yeah, you're making meaningful decisions, but uh, but I, I mean, it, it's a similar thing where it's like a fairly simple to explain game uh, that you can imagine like teaching to parents or kids and busting out a lot. Uh, but uh, I, I really liked it. I, I think that it. it the first time we played franchise, I, I I did like it more than I thought I would, um, and I didn't like the other games that had come with it. And uh, when we didn't I, give them a fair shake, tr- maybe true. Uh, but uh, yeah, because that one there was there was that one crystally game, what Skylands, uh, and we could I, have given that a better shake. Yeah, 
I think we were just we were just mocking it as we were playing it, and it was kind of it was kind of okay actually. It was kind of cool the way that they did the uh, the uh, option selection. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, so we, yeah, we played franchise, and uh, I thought this is this is this is pretty good. Uh, but when but shut up and sit down kept talking about franchise. Did you know this? No. On their podcast, they kept talking about franchise. They were like, uh, I, I think Quinn's played it. And Matt wanted to play it really badly and hasn't gotten a chance. And Quinn's keeps playing it and talking about how good franchise is. And it's that thing where like some someone you you know that you trust their opinion critically uh, seems to be playing it and enjoying it a lot, like Epic Seven. And you should give it a chance again. So I gave. Uh, so I I've been thinking about trying to to give another shot to uh, franchise and. I really like that game. I think it's a fantastic, especially like a family game. It's a phenomenal family game because it doesn't really require uh, that many rules explanation, that much rules explanation. And it, it's very fast once you get into it. Um, so just a, a simple explanation of it is uh, franchise, you have this big board of the United States. All uh, There are major cities that have uh, these spots on them. These are like randomized tiles, which is kind of cool because you get to re, uh, you get to play it again and, and have the game be slightly different. Um, where they have spots open for franchises, and you all kind of start out in these towns. Towns only have one spot open and are connected by roads that are cheaper. But then the the roads that connect major t- cities or move very f- like far distances are more expensive so you're not really paying p- to put up franchises as much as you're paying for the use of the roads but what ends up happening what the game ends up being more about is two different concepts and that is first the blocking people off like it's like it's almost like a like uh yeah. trains uh uh what what is it um not trains it's a really popular train game. Ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. It's almost like that where where there are a the, the the beginning of the game is a a tabula rasa. It's free it's free everywhere is a blank slate. You can go anywhere. You can take all the roads. And then as the game is being played, the the paths are being used up to the point where you will get to a sort of middle game where now people are vying for territory in the lands that they can control because they can't really move any past it. When we played, uh, they they had like recommended starting zones for us. So we had someone kind of start in the East Coast, someone start in Middle America, and someone start in the West Coast. And because of that, it just got to a point where like certain roads were blocked off. So like the West Coast person really wasn't able to expand to New York at all. And the East Coast person wasn't really able to expand into California or Seattle. I don't know if that was necessarily you. You you can you would be able to if you did it early enough. But there does get to be a point where where certain areas are just like untenable for you. I don't remember much about franchise, but I do remember winning, and that's why it's a good game. Yeah, Um, it it would come back because the franchise has these like weird rules that don't seem to initially make any sense but they create a lot of interesting uh th- like 
they're, they're interesting gameplay mechanisms that definitely make you think a lot about it. So once you put a franchise down, let's say based on the population, basically, of some of the cities, uh, there's a certain amount of spots open for, for your franchises. And one of the key weird things going on is that when you put a franchise down, uh, you when on your turn, you are getting an income value based on every city that has one of your franchises in it and the highest number of open spaces. So if there's seven spaces open because you because there's eight spaces in New York and you have one franchise down, then it's great. Awesome amount of income. But when someone comes in or if you build more franchises, then the value, the income you're getting goes down. It's such an interesting thing because you're because one of the, the, the main ways to get points is by uh, having the, the majority of the city controlled by your franchises. But also, you in doing so will limit the amount of income you're getting by basically yeah, stretching yourself to too, too thin. Yeah, it's inter- It's 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 interesting. So so that was a, a a really good game to play again. I think I think that if if uh, if did you I play, how many people did you play? Three. Okay. Uh, you Priya and your sister? No, uh, my mom and my sister and I. Oh, okay. And then um, after, uh, and then I had also played the uh, villainous expansion. Was it good? Did you like it? Ro- uh, Wicked to the core. Uh, I think it's very, very good, actually. Um, okay, cool. Having already really liked uh, the initial uh, va- core offering, and also it's important to, to note that it's a standalone, so uh, you don't need. It gives you everything to be able to uh, just play the game with these three new with a, uh, with a three-player game. Yeah. yeah. It's three new villains, um, but yeah, you would only be able to play a three-player game if you got the standalone. Uh, not that I would really recommend you go much past three-to-player, three-player. If if even, I almost feel like the game play, might play best at two-player because then you get to focus more on the other person. And one of the important things about the game is like that uh, for for people that don't know, you're kind of playing this solo card game where you have a win condition uh, based off of the the Disney villain you're playing. And as you're playing this solo card game, the opponents are kind of playing uh, a counter deck to you. So like uh, like if you're playing Jafar, then the rules are you need to like control the genie and uh, have the lamp and be back at the palace uh, on the start of your turn or something like that. And then the enemies will basically be playing like Aladdin and Jasmine and yeah, yeah, it's all that magic carpet. So, so against you. So, like, uh, yep. some of the most interesting, the most interesting thing about playing the game is like you're basically playing this preset deck with a win condition, and the opponents are playing a perfect counter deck against that. While you're like, so you're all actively playing your own little world trying to make your own choices to figure out how you're going to make the win condition happen as other people are playing the counter deck, the perfect counter deck to you. Um, so the new characters are, are really cool. And I think they were, they were pretty inspired choices, despite the fact that they don't have like scar or some of the more obvious villains. So, uh, the new villains are the, uh, evil queen from snow white, uh, Hades from Hercules. Very good pick, except for the voice actor, uh, that didn't age well. And uh, Dr. Facilier, who uh, is from Princess and the Frog, which I had recently seen and cried my eyes out. 
I just not even like teared up or like cried at this one part in that movie. It was bizarre. But um, anyway, uh, the the new characters are really cool and really creative, and it definitely pushes uh, what they can do further. Uh, they're 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 even more unique in a lot of ways than some of the old characters. So so I I really appreciate that. So for example. Cool. Uh, Dr. Facilier, which might be my favorite, because I, I, I have a, 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 I do like Princess and the Frog a little bit, and, and he's a cool, like, voodoo shaman guy. He reminds me of, um, uh, the, what was it, uh, the guy from, uh, the American Horror Story, uh, fr- from the, the one that was in the bayou. I don't remember their name, but I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Papa Legba. Okay. Yeah, like a like a horrible voodoo doctor, uh, witch doctor that is like trying to steal your soul. So the idea of this deck, the main core conceit, is that as he's playing cards, he's putting them into a fortune deck, and then so like the fortunes, uh, while enemies are putting in bad fortunes, he's putting in. You are trying to put in good fortunes. Uh, fortunes it'll say uh, give, th- gives you two power, which is like the currency in that game. While enemies are putting in fortunes that are like losing cards or losing your power. And the way that you win the game, it, and, and or one of the big things that happens when you, uh, the way that you like use this fortune deck is that uh, you shuffle the fortune deck and fan them out, and then an opponent picks the fortune. Ah, so just like sort of like his. So you're so you kind of become cards. the fortune teller, love like of like you know what cards are in your fortune deck, and then the opponent you know has to deal with this. So you shuffle it up and you kind of fan it out, and the opponent chooses the fortune deck. So you have to meet a couple conditions. You have to like control this talisman, which is one of the cards in your deck. So that's a very common mechanic here in this game is like being able to. Uh, uh, race through your deck to find a the win condition which is a general card game mechanic and uh you have to find a rule new orleans card put that into your fortune and then have an enemy choose that card yeah so so like it's an interesting scary win condition where uh you get to the point where uh one of the key things that you need to do or the final step of your thing is to give people this like uh you know, nerve-wracking choice of like pick the fortune out of this the out of this fanned out deck kind of, and one of the fortunes is going to instantly lose the game for them. So I I thought that was really cool. Like it's a really kind of cool thing of like you can imagine uh like the way that it makes you almost feel like you're that like fortune teller of like fanning cards out and having people choose. And I think that's really neat. Uh, really neat mechanic. Um, the evil queen. Uh, her main conceit is that. Uh, usually in this game, like one of the, the core gameplay mechanics is like, as you're putting the, the enemy is putting these heroes that is blocking you from taking actions on different areas of your board. And, okay, uh, yep. and, uh, uh, the way you, you fight with them with your, with your allies. Um, but the evil queen can't fight with allies. Uh, she has to brew poison. Uh, so, okay, that's cool. so she has to get through her deck to find ingredients to be able to brew poison and the poison basically uh takes uh like it costs the power and then she you use them as individual so so like instead of being able to kill snow white not really uh, beat snow white's card with a 
card of your own that is five or more power with Snow White's yeah. five, then you have to have five pro- poison brood. Um, okay, cool. That yeah. makes sense. And what about Hades? And Hades is main conceit. So, so they all have like many things, but I, but yeah, I'm, I'm talking too much about it. Uh, the queen has some other cool things as well, but Hades's main thing is that he needs to be able to, uh, find these, uh, Titans. And, and if you remember the, the movie Hercules, he has, they have those like big evil, uh, elemental Titans. And, uh, they basically spawn on one side of the board and he has to get them all over, like on the, on his side, like it's like hell is on the right side of his board. And then the left side of his board is Mount Olympus. And okay. you and what his main thing is spawning in the Titans and having them walk over to uh, to Mount Olympus. And once okay. he gets four so Titans over not, there, yeah. So there are other, there's another character that kind of operates like that. I think it might be Captain Hook. Well, Captain Captain Hook's <clears throat> thing is like he needs to defeat Peter Pan at a certain at at the, his leftmost location. So you like spawn in Peter Pan on the rightmost location. Uh, get card, play cards, and do actions to move him over to the yeah. uh, the boat on the leftmost, and then have a and then beat him in a duel. Yeah, so that's cool. I've mostly just been playing board games that I've already been playing. I've I played more Argent, I played more uh, Thunderstone, more Enchanters, and at this at this point, aside from like Escape Plan and Imperial, everything that's coming from Kickstarter is an expansion, because at this point, I kind of have my collection as it is. The only type of game that I don't have in my collection that I've been thinking about would be a dudes on a map game. So something like Scythe. But other That's than interesting that, that you go with Scythe for that. I don't know. And you also have uh, eventually... But Black Rose Wars Black is Rose coming, Wars. and that's kind of a dudes on a map game. A uh, little Ryan bit. A little I... bit, but also it all, it's also... it's it, it, Is some of dudes on a map like area control and denial and winning by being in an area like I, I almost think of dudes on a map as a little bit dumber than black rose wars but also having more dudes yeah also also armies of dudes right yeah ryan i am out of time uh you know what this is this is wtdg podcast what's the deal with games on itunes where you can rate comment and subscribe to the show you can also find us on twitter at sign wtdg podcast Thank you, Ryan Gowan, crying for the use of music. We use the intro and outro to revive off the new album, We All the Fleeting Gales. You can find them at the Rum for Cover Bandcamp. And it's not new. It's not new, and they're not together, unfortunately. But you can fi- still find them at the Rum for Cover Bandcamp. And, you know, maybe it, it, the reason why they might not be together is because you didn't spend the money. But if you spend the money, they might come back. Why spend money when you could just pick things up? In fact, I've got something here for you, Ryan. Podcast, level three. Ooh, dibs.